I've got my mom's car. I can't drive it into the city. Oh my God! There's a man with a gun. Get me the hell out of here! Brenda, look. Just hang up and sit down. Don't move. I'll be there in half an hour. Oh, please hurry. I think he's gonna kill somebody. Maybe me. Brenda? I don't believe this. I do not. Who's Mike? Your boyfriend? Yes. Uh, listen, guys, I gotta go downtown. Brad, will you please watch Sarah? No way. What if the house explodes? The house is not gonna explode. You leave him here, and it will. I will be gone an hour there and back. That's it, okay? You gotta go study or what? What? Do you? Yes. Are you two listening to me? My mom is paying you good money to watch me. Well, Brad can watch you. Why would my mom pay you good money for Brad to watch me? Sarah. Why can't we just all go? Because. Do you like him a lot? No. Yes. Which is it? Yes, I like him a lot. No, Sarah, your parents would die if they found out I took you into the city. They'd die if they found out you left me here alone with him. Well, who's going to tell them? Anybody have to go to the bathroom? Nope. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show, boys and girls. You're in for another great one today. My name is Scott. No, it's not. Well, I'm Pete. <laughs> no. You're Pete and I'm Scott, and these, these are, are the movies that made us gay. gay. Yay. We're back. We're back again. With another babysitting movie. Oh, man. Another babysitting another movie. Another babysitting movie classic from the 80s. Another one from 1987. Did you notice that? We're doing a lot of movies from 1987. It was a great year for movies, It's a really good year for movies. Baby Boom and Mannequin both came out in 87. Oh, man. And this gem. And this a, gem. And another Keith Coogan movie, but we'll get to that in a second. Scott, why don't you go ahead and talk about Oh, we man. Saw. We had our friend Hiko... Hiko, do you mind pronouncing your last name? I feel like I always mess it up. Mitsuzuka. Mitsuzuka. Yes. We had Hiko over and we watch Adventures in Babysitting Yay. from 1987, directed by Chris Columbus and written by David Simpkins and also produced by the great Deborah Hill, who did Halloween. And I always Clue. forget about that. And Clue. Yeah, yeah. Which she is did. One of my she did produce favorites. Clue. One of like, yeah. the all time great trailblazing women in film that I feel goes underappreciated. And what yeah. she's contributed. I, I never noticed until this recent yeah. rewatching that it just pl- said Deborah Hill plastered all over the be- the opening credits of this great movie. One. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I always forget that she <laughs> Who produced knew? it. Yeah. But yeah, Adventures in Babysitting. I had a feeling you would be a good guest for this one, Hugo. <laughs> I'm assuming that you grew up on Adventures in, in Babysitting. Then. I, yes. Need, um, that's an understatement. I... Remember renting this at Blockbuster Video? Yeah. And for children who don't know what Blockbuster Video is. <laughs> oh, staple of the video. That store. was the 80s and 90s Netflix. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember renting it, I think, when I was 10. So it, it, it was, yeah, I was 10. And just watching it over and over. There was something yeah. compelling about it to a 10 to year old me. Yeah. Watching it over and over, picking up all the cues, learning the dialogue, yep. like gasping and feeling like I'm watching something <laughs> dirty when the, the infamous subway scene comes on with mm-hmm. the two gangs. And then even like watching it with my mom and loving it, then 
my grandmother coming over and I'm telling her, you have to watch this movie with me. And that was like the fifth, <laughs> by the, that was the fifth time I watched it. And then I must have watched it because when you rent a blockbuster video cassette tape for the VCR, mm-hmm. you have it for like what, two nights? I've had it for two, two or three nights. Two or three nights. I and think I think blockbuster was like, because they were the first big box video store yeah. before them, it was like a mom and pop, and yeah. it was always like a night. See, you now, had to bring it back. I the grew next up day. with a, I grew up with a mom and with mom and pop video stores, yeah. and I also worked at one. As I've mentioned before, we never had a blockbuster in our town because we had small town. How long was your video rental stores? I want to say it was probably two to three days. It depended. If well, it was like a new release, then it would be overnight. If it was the back catalog, there you go. You it would be a like, week. Oh wow! And it yeah, used to be a dollar per video. For wow. the we, old back catalog, we had a mom and pop video on like we, I could walk to from yeah. my, my apartment, and it was it was called Hollywood Hollywood Video actually, but it wasn't but like, it wasn't the, chain. the Hollywood Video, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was on our main street uh, back in New Rochelle, New York. Shout out! Uh, <laughs> but I watched it, and I was I practiced the be kind rewind, sure, and returned it to Blockbuster. So you're I talking think, about your very first rental. The very first time renting this movie from Blockbuster, you watched it four times. Oh, uh, five. Five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in, in probably the two nights we had it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you forced your grandmother to watch it with you. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this movie would probably often be rented for sleepovers, probably with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> They'd both usually be checked out at the same time. It was a full three years later before Don't Tell Mom yeah. comes out. Four, four years. And I'm going actually, up like early 90s. Yeah. And I didn't see Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead until okay. well after. Sure. Like deep into the 90s. Yeah, yeah. So, because Adventures in Babysitting was near and dear to my heart. Yes, yes. And this was but a, it had Brad. Oh, oh Brad. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that weird. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, Brad. Oh, Brad. Yeah, but he's in two babysitting movies at Keith Coogan. Keith Coogan, who just followed us on Instagram, <laughs> friend Ooh. of the pod, Keith yeah, Coogan. friend of the podcast. You're welcome on any. You're welcome Keith. on any time, Keith. <laughs> Talk about your times in in uh, babysitting movies. Oh, and he's in Toy Soldiers with Will Wheaton and uh, Sean Astin, which I also want to do on this show. So, Keith Coogan may be future all star of movies that made us gay. Wasn't wasn't there a late '80s song called Toy Soldiers? Is that what yes. the, where it came from? That or? there was a Martika song called Toy Soldiers. I don't know the affiliation with the movie. I think it's just like a phrase, like a turn of phrase. You know, she was talking about like, uh, aren't there toy soldiers in um, like the Nutcracker? Yeah, kind of a thing. It's just like a I don't know. Yeah, we'll did she ever sing it on? On on Kids Incorporated? No, she wouldn't have because she was playing a role in Kids Incorporated, Scott. <laughs> they just didn't give her the song to sing, though? No. <laughs> Plus, she was, like, by the time the Martika song, Toy Soldiers, came on, she was, like, well past Kids Incorporated age. She was, like, you know, 18. Going back to last week's movie, sure. speaking of Kids Incorporated, I was reading that Jennifer Love Hewitt was cast as the Daniel Harris role, but couldn't get out of Kids Incorporated, so she couldn't do the movie. And Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Yeah. Out. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say Halloween. That would be <laughs> and Halloween. Halloween 4. <laughs> or Halloween 5, yeah. Um, well, speaking of music, can we talk about that amazing opening title sequence of Adventures in Babysitting? Do you remember being so excited when this opening scene would come on as a kid? <laughs> I... Like, this I, was, like, the best part of the whole movie was the opening credits. Well, and it, and and it's interesting because... Oh, uh, you, you talking about this? <laughs> what what was the name of the group? The, the crystals. The crystals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can just talk. You, about I it. can just. <laughs> and that, you can see the black and white checkered skirt. Yeah. Being shimmied up to her waist. Yeah. With like the top, like the bodice, it looked like velvet. 
And she, like the yeah. black, it was like black velvet or like. And she was wearing pantyhose. Yeah. Stockings. Lip, yes. lip syncing in her bedroom. Yeah. Like we all did. Using the four, her four post bed. Yeah. As a, using one of the posts as a microphone. <laughs> and the, like the, using her like lacy curtain to like simulate like the wedding the part. Like, oh man. And it's just, and it's like, it's such a great introduction to the character because it's like, you want to be her. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. You yes. want her as and a I babysitter. Thought, and I thought she was so pretty. And like, oh, yeah, for sure. She, Even though she... Yeah, she kind of had like the mom... She looked older than she... She did. She really did. Was probably... So she's yeah. playing 17, but I think we looked it up and Elizabeth Shue is 24? She, she was 23. 23. Oh, because okay. she was actually a year older than George Newbern, who plays oh. the love interest at oh, the end of the George movie. George Newbern. Yes. Uh, as most people may remember him from... Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. And Scandal, more recently. Oh, was he on Scandal? Oh, yeah, okay. he played a ruthless killer. Actually. Oh, okay. How's he looking these days? I haven't seen Not him. Not bad. He Not has bad. like the okay. salt and pepper sure. pimples. And but he had like a baby face. Yeah. Like those big blue eyes. He aged well. He had like baby face. He so, aged well. Yeah. But yeah, she was actually a year older than him, and he played college. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. she's playing a senior in high school. She could very easily play college, too. Yeah, you fully thought she was in college. I thought she was in college when well, you started also, this movie. <laughs> it's also the wardrobe because she, throughout the whole movie, she's wearing her dead grandfather's yes. coat. Yes, the overcoat. <laughs> that long yeah. tan overcoat. Yeah. Um, Which looked like a, like a camel or like a like a heavy top coat, you know? Like, well, Chicago in winter. That those, was, were, <laughs> yeah. those were really big in the 80s. I think that uh, I think the daughter and Uncle Buck also wore a coat sure. like that too. Uh, speaking of, like it's like you said, it's Chicago in winter, and these kids are bundled. Well, at least the Sarah character is bundled up, right? She's got like this jacket, this heavy jacket. She's wearing those gloves the entire movie. Well, she needs to be bundled up because yeah. she's getting over a cold. She has to take oh, her cough syrup. She has to co- <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it always bugged me at one point when they're in like the fancy French restaurant, and she goes up to there's like a dessert table she doesn't take and off she her gloves grabs a donut and she doesn't take off her sure. glove i'm like really girl that's gross there'll be like chocolate residue on your on your fuzzy she's so hand. not a city kid yeah i'd be like take those <laughs> off lady but um yeah yeah so i always did feel like elizabeth shoe even to me as a kid i felt like she read a little bit older than high school but you know Whatever, that's neither here nor there. She's playing a senior. I'm also yeah. glad that they just didn't cast Molly Ringwald in this movie by default. Because <laughs> you know that her name was in the top of every single casting list if you needed a teenager in the 80s. True. So and I don't I'm glad know. they made some room for Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. I don't know what Elizabeth Shue did before. I know the year after she was in Cocktail. Oh, and also right. uh, but... Back to the Future. Oh, that's she was the new Jennifer. Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, yeah. Part two. which was after Adventure. So I yeah. don't know pre. I don't know her pre Adventures of Babysitting. Yeah, not re- not really much. I guess we can always we'll, we'll look it up on IMDb. It was a star making role for her. Yeah, it was for yeah. her and for Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to the music, I I brought it up because it's so interesting for a teen like, like an eighties teen movie mm-hmm. the soundtrack was like full yes. of 50s and 60s yeah. pop hits yeah. i think that was a lot Intentional. of chris columbus too yeah because he i think mm-hmm. he grew up yeah in those chicago suburbs yeah, and yeah it's like making a teen movie now and filling it up with 90s music sure which is funny and yet that's depressing crazy. they wanted yeah, something that would right, yeah. that wouldn't date too which i appreciate yeah and i yeah. think just being a chicago movie just having so much blues 
there's so much oh, blues that's true. in this movie. Yeah. You know, um, the the band at the college party with that like Steve Perry look alike. Um, <laughs> who is the blues singer that w- in the oh, bar? He, he was like some. He was also he like was somebody. A, a mix oh, yeah, of some Huey Lewis ripoff. Too. Oh sure, sure, yeah, 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 that guy. Oh, are we talking about the college party or the actual blues band? Because there's some. Well, in the act- blues band, that's like a real like yeah. legit musician. Yeah. No, but the college, the frat party, yeah, had a very, he had like the popped collar and was wearing mm-hmm. sunglasses. Not and, like a sexy dude. Just like, looked like somebody seemed like dad. Yeah, like <laughs> seems middle aged. Yeah, a singing Lewis at a frat party. Like, yeah, it's like here's a song I wrote for my lady, and you're like, All right, okay. <laughs> so I mean the the whole reason that this movie starts is because uh, Chris, Chris, her name's Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris gets stood up by Bradley Cooper, not Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. A young baby-faced Bradley Whitford. Uh, But he looks so old, too. Yeah. I thought he looked like 28. I mean, he's college age, right? Well, he's coming. This was three years after Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, he wasn't in the original Revenge. He was in in two, which was the same year. Yeah. But he has that. Courtney Thorne Smith in that one? Okay. That's the Courtney Thorne. He nails that frat douchebag of the 80s so well. So He told me once to, when I... uh, was helping him out at Barnes and Noble once. He told me to watch The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because okay. he used to he used to live in Pasadena, and we would see him oh. at Barnes and Noble a lot. Oh. Really nice guy. I just watched him in Handmaid's Tale. He's like, well, I just started season three, and he has like a a, a pretty big oh. role in did Handmaid's he, Tale. And he's all did he get a guest Silver Emmy Fox nomination for man. it? I think he did. Oh, he was on for guest season Emmy. two, probably. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah, so he's her he's her boyfriend. He comes rolling up in some like a Camaro or like some fancy car. Uh the license plate says so cool, which comes into play later. Which does come <laughs> into play later. But did anybody read the did any of you read the IMDb trivia that claims we'll take I that mean, with a grain of salt. Is, could be apocryphal. Take it with a grain of salt. The IMDb trivia claims that that was his car. Oh. And that that was his vanity plate. Oh. Yeah. Oh, next time you next crazy. time you bump into Bradley Whitford, we'll you should yeah. ask him. <laughs> I don't remember what the plate looked like. Wouldn't it have been like I would probably have been a California Illinois? plate, like unless he was oh. just like a, a Illinois Chicago actor. Why would he have a car? You know, yeah. Unless they just liked it and they're like, okay, we'll make it for the car to match. You know, in the movie they took it from him, but that's weird. Um, but yeah, he gives her this story about his sister's sick mm-hmm. and they can't do the French restaurant thing. And they can't kiss because she's contagious. Yes, contagious. <laughs> Match cut it with Brenda, her best friend, saying, contagious? <laughs> well, he's, he's lying. lying. <laughs> Which is what I Brenda. thought. Brenda. Yeah, even as a kid, I was like, this guy's lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what a douchebag. And what does he tell her? That she's like... Uh, one in a million. She's one in a million. Or something. Girls, like million? Some, Girls like one you. Girls like you. Once in a lifetime. Some, once in a lifetime. Some lame yeah. pickup yeah. line. Yeah. And this is her. Bo- we're to believe that this is her boyfriend. They've been dating. They've been seeing each other. But have they been dating though? I, I took know. it this was like a first date. Or maybe it was a special anniversary date. Yeah, I thought it was they like don't a really special specify. date. But they don't. They don't. It's specify. unclear if they are together or how long they've been together. Yeah, true. But she says he's the best thing that uh, that's ever happened to me. Girl, you're in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's 17. Yeah. These kids. I like, though, that when Brenda comes over to, like, console her, she still hasn't taken off the dress. She's oh, still sitting true. in her, yeah. like, fancy, like, French restaurant dress. And then Brenda goes into her 
we get to know her nerdy friend Brenda, played by Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah. And oh, she's like having trouble at home it's herself. It's interesting that Penelope Ann Miller didn't work more in the 80s and early 90s because she's really funny. You just think that they would just put her in random best friend roles like this yeah. more. She was in Big Top Pee Wee. She was in Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> and three years after this, yeah. she was opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. God, three years later, she's playing, playing a mom. Yeah. So how old was she in this movie too? Yeah. Teenager. But I love, so when she, Brenda is there, when we first meet Brenda, she's, Complaining about her home life and her stepmom. Yeah, and she says, if "My, if my, is it her mom or her stepmom? Stepmother, says, stepmother. My stepmom doesn't get off my back. I'm swear I'm going to spike her tab with Drano. Yeah, oh, such a okay. great eighties reference. Her yeah. tab, <laughs> her tab, <laughs> spike her tab with Drano. And I do love Brenda's look. She's wearing like drop earrings that are like silvery. Those like, glasses are mad. Are mad 2019 now? She's wearing the big plastic glasses that are like purple." And oversized. She's got like the top, the top pony, like the top knot pony. Which I, which makes me wonder: is is she like that nerdy, like the awkward, gawky, nerdy girl who's trying too hard to be trendy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little maybe. bit. I think so, and I think also just teen fashion at the time. There was just a little of, of like that haircut was big. That like like short uh, or like shoulder length bob is very like Becky from Roseanne. Like oh, yeah. you know, it was like a with a pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A half pony or like a top pony or something, yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. She's definitely. I think she's a little bit too like, um, like she's trying a little too hard. Mm. But she's that. She's that like sassy. She's that sassy best friend. She's very much in the vein of like, um, like Martha Plimpton and Goonies. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a Barb. She's a Barb for sure. <laughs> the Barb, she's totally Barb, proto Barb. Uh, yeah, she's, I'm sure yeah, Penelope and Miller is going to yeah. show up on. Season four of Stranger Things too. That would be good casting. <gasps> that would be take give that one a call. <laughs> I'm sure she's free. It would be great if she played Barb's mother, but we already saw we Barb's already mother. Yeah. Yeah. They can recast. Who cares? <laughs> you get Penelope. Yeah. Yeah. everyone has goldfish memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's a great character, but that's when Chris gets the phone call that she's got to go babysit for the I forgot the last Petersons or so. Did you guys ever? Uh, did you guys ever babysit when you were young? My cousin's kids one night in an apartment. That was yeah. It, I, I feel think. like I babysat family. Oh, I never like. Yeah. I like yeah. babysat Not, numerous times when I was yeah. like sixteen like other, years old. Of course, non-family members. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it was always one of those things that it would be like the drop of a hat notice that I would be called over. And I remember having this exact conversation with my mom where I was just like, oh, I don't want to, and she's like. No, you're going. What else are you doing? <laughs> Which is interesting because yep. you don't hear. It's like a it's a sexist thing to say, but you don't hear about male babysitters. Boys, I was yeah. a I was a fun babysitter too as a teenager. <laughs> and then there was a couple of kids from a high school teacher that I babysat during the summer too, and it was like the whole summer. Mm. Like I would have to go and spend the day with them, and I'd take them to the pool. And but stuff. you never took them on adventures through the big city. I never took them in on adventures to the big city. But going to the big city for my small town would be like an hours, hour and a half drive. <laughs> so, but yeah, I always had a lot of fun babysitting. Yeah, kids That's love cool. me. I mean, I would have been a good babysitter. We would well, watch TV all night. The the club. Well, I guess this is wasn't really babysitting. But when I was seventeen, my mom for Christmas got all of my cousins who were younger than me tickets to see Peter Pan on Broadway. Oh, wow. So we, and we were in the suburbs of New York. Sure. So we went down to the city with like seven kids. <laughs> that sounds super stressful. <laughs> under the 
seven kids under the age. Wait, I, let me do the math. Seven kids under the age of nine. Wow, <laughs> that's yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, was it? Yeah, that's under intense. the age of ten, basically. <laughs> and we everything was going smoothly until we went into the parking garage and we lost one of them. But it was only because the the door to the off the the ping where you pay for yeah. the, the the door to the office closed on her on my little cousin <laughs> and she was like crying oh my god <laughs> and my mom was like freaking out cuz she, she thought you know oh don't tell your parents that you know it, that we lost <laughs> you. but it was it was literally like 30 seconds yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. the door closed behind her um, <laughs> but That's that was a, a slight adventure with <laughs> with seven times the kids yeah, but your mom was there. It wasn't like some, oh, yeah. some teenage rando just like... But I was I was like 17, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be with all these yeah, for kids sure. yeah, yeah. down in the city. So, yeah, because that's Chris's big thing the whole time. She's just like, I'm too old to babysit. You know, like, I don't want to do this. And she fully says, she says, I'm too old for this crap at one point. Which, I mean, there's enough swear words in this movie. We're going give to her, give her a pass on one. Yeah. But when they... They they get the the set up like uh, introduction to the family and it's Keith Coogan and um, Maya, Maya Bruton from uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which yeah. I love. So yeah, that she show. was a working child actor. She was. She had a lot she of experience lot prior of to this movie too. Yeah, and I feel like she was funny. She was like the funny sassy little like younger sister. I do feel like Danielle Harrison. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead is a little funnier, but she gets yeah. more like bad words and she's more of a like of a punk attitude where Maya Bruton in this movie is a little just a little bit more like I'm just a little cutesy little, little kid scrappier yeah yeah so there's a little apples and oranges but she's she's good in this um but they set up very early on a running gag with Keith Coogan with Brad's character is that he's he's got like bad skin yeah, it's like one of the only things about his character, and they t- and they do that thing where the parents don't let him eat chocolate because it's bad for. That when is we see so that in not movies. true. Well, yeah, don't you? Did you? You get zits from a I, poor diet. Well, I mean, not from just <laughs> specifically eating a candy bar. Like, yeah, I don't know that that's a thing. I thought it was. Maybe that was like, it was like a maybe that was the myth back in the eighties and nineties. I think it was I, just it was very familiar to I me. I think it was just like. Don't eat a bunch of candy bars. I feel like the thing was like, to, if you want to get your kids to not eat candy nonstop, tell them that they're they're gonna break out. And his little sister used Clearasil, yeah, for another painting yeah. of Thor. His Clearasil, which was '80s Clearasil, which came in a metal tube, and it was pretty much cover up. Like that's all it was. That's it was so funny because I always think of Clearasil. I always think of the, the pads. The pads are like the like the antiseptic. Yeah, the wipes. Yeah. Yeah. Wipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Ugh. came in a little round tub. And they were little flat, round, mm-hmm. circular, like, alcohol wipes is all they were. It was just straight-up alcohol. Burned the shit out of your face. And dried your skin. And dried yep. the hell out of your skin. But these commercials, these kids were just like, clear sill, like, pop music. Ugh. And you're just like, I need that. But <laughs> it was probably terrible for your skin. But before the wipes, before those little circular pads, clear sill was, like I said, it came in a tube. And it was it was a topical. You and just covered up your zit to make it skin tone? Yeah. Ew, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. that that's why it. she was like, I ran out of brown. So she used it for her Thor painting. Ew. Yeah. And also, 80s, I don't think a lot of um, 
stuff in pop culture with Thor. This was probably no. the first big Thor moment. Yeah. Like, ahead of its time. Yeah. Very, very ahead of its time. Very much ahead of its time. I wonder time. if that was a Chris Columbus thing or a David Simpkins thing. I did read in the IMDb trivia again that Chris Columbus was very into Marvel Comics. Oh. Yeah. And that he passed up a job as an illustrator at Marvel because when he found out that it would be very like um like isolated he said that you mm. just kind of work at your desk drawing all day and that he wanted to be more around like people yeah. and crowds interesting and that chris columbus never directed a superhero movie well harry he did the first harry yeah. potter uh, yeah but Which i is... mean like either marvel or marvel didn't somehow scoop him up for something whether it be like the he's a hack yeah, <laughs> he's kind of a. What's kind of interesting about director with that director is that he's kind of a, a director for hire, but there's very specific Chris Columbus qualities. It's kind of that has to be set in Chicago. It's kind of that over endearing has to have a car well, very over broad it. appeal, yes. midwesterny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Has to be a shot of a car running over a lawn jockey. Did you notice that in this movie? Oh, it's oh Home Alone. There's a shot of at some point Where I forget. Is it in this movie? Yes, when they when they pull up, the Where the tow truck, the tow truck, comes, yeah, the to tow his truck cheating driver. wife. Yes, oh, he go, yeah. yeah, tow truck hits JP the, Pruitt. They called yeah. that back. Yeah, and then in they call it back in Home Alone. This Home is the Alone. first time he does yep. it. Oh. Yeah, I can whistle his tune by the way. Yeah, the JP Pruitt like, <laughs> that is a little overused. <laughs> I love it. They use it. Yeah, they use it, and it's kind of like his little like late motif. But then later on, it's just like their like peril music because mm-hmm. they use it when when Sarah's hanging off the side of the building. Yeah, which doesn't have anything to do with with Pretty Boy Pruitt. But um, yeah, we have to we have to get to the the hook handed tow truck. Tr- <laughs> so also, yeah, Brenda Brenda we calls. Also, we also haven't even gotten to. Daryl yet, oh. which I have a lot to say about Daryl. Yeah, of how he's introduced. Yeah, well, we 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 kind of glossed over the biggest part about Thor being a um, homo ahead of its time. But <laughs> yeah, what about all of this? Nonsense? Wasted all my parasol on another picture of Thor. Thor's my hero. Thor's a homo. Is not. Yeah, he is. Is not. Thor's a complete home. Take it back, Brad! No, what? Uh... Take it back what you said about Thor! Take it back, Brad! Take it back what you said about Thor! I'm going to kill somebody with these things. Take it back, Brad! Take back what you said about Thor! If you don't take it back... I'll tell Chris about all the love poems you wrote about her. Oh, casual homophobia of 1980s movies. And, yeah. like, why is Sarah so pissed off that he called Thor homo? Does she even know what that means? Well, maybe yeah. And if she does, does she care? She has a serious crush on Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that means and that's her at chances. Least, <laughs> at least you know he didn't use the f word. Yeah, which is harsher. A yeah. lot yeah. harsher. If this was like Monster Squad, they would be really. Oh yeah, they Ugh. they throw the f word fag all around the. Well, Monster I remember squad. they use it once in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, when they, they hug do, each when other, they hug each other. Yeah, they both call each other. Fag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. At least, at least all it was was a homo. But you know, I don't know. They got over that real quick because then we get Daryl. Daryl, so, played by <laughs> played by Anthony Rapp from Rent, which was directed by Chris Columbus in yes. 2005. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. 
Chris Columbus stock <laughs> stock player there. So yeah. I know that it's not like it was not a thing when shooting. But when you go back and you rewatch this movie in 2019, yes. there is something very homoerotic about these two characters. <laughs> is that well, what you were going to say? <laughs> well, I'll, well, yes, but I'll even go a little darker. Sure. Not to bring it down. <laughs> but um, I actually tweeted out to Anthony Rapp about this. Okay. When, uh, oh, when he was going through the real life drama oh, this of him been and around Kevin Spacey, yeah, this this would have been around the time. This movie was shot yeah. right after his incident with Kevin Spacey. Okay, so now ever oh since he god, came out with that story, boy. I watch Adventures in Babysitting, thinking, "Oh my god, you were just yeah. abused and right he, before you made this movie." And he looks like a little boy in this movie. He looks like a yeah. child. He's very young. Yeah, and how I don't know how old he was. Well, well, well he said we'll the incident. The he said the incident with Kevin Spacey happened in 1986, I think. Wow. So, so I think the, this was shot early 87. Too. Yeah. Probably. That. Oh, yep. yeah, because the movie came out in the summer of 87. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, when he told me that. And I, yeah, and I kind of, I, I did this, I don't know, tweet rant or whatever, but like supporting Anthony Rapp and his coming out about that. And he like liked it and replied and was like, wow, thankful for it. But, um. Yeah, it like it made me watch the movie slightly different. Yeah, differently. Um, warp, warp, sorry. Well, I mean, Anthony Rapp's character too. It's like that's his character. He's like the oversexed friend, and he's just constantly compensating. He's got, he's got the playboy. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but his character does get into some uh, compromising situations. Many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Scott's coming from it. Uh, from the point of view is that he he comes to the door and he's just like, are you going to get your ass over to my house so we can like watch pornos and jerk off in my bedroom all night long? <laughs> oh, I'm or, sure. Or what? I have, because I have my notes. That's um, what that's what I had on the books. I have in my notes that he totally wants to blow Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Which for the longest time watching this movie, I never got that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure was not a thing. I like they so... didn't think about any of that as they were shooting <laughs> it. You know, God, I, it was the heteronormative world yeah. just impressing upon me. Yeah, the first couple of years I watched this over and over. I mean, he had a Playboy with him. He yeah. fully is intending on sitting very close, knee to knee with Brad and thumbing through this Playboy and getting like teenage boners. So I don't know. I think I think he only got a boner because he saw Brad getting a boner. There you go. Yeah, he was exactly. compensating. Exactly. The Playboy was a cover. <laughs> it was his excuse to get Brad over to his house. Yeah, but Anthony Rapp, if uh, if you want to come on the show and explain <laughs> your your motivation, behind... yeah, when you're not, you know when you're on hiatus from Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> fill us in. Um, yeah, so Daryl kind of weasels weasels his way into into the adventures because they have to go pick up Penelope Ann Miller from the bus station. Poor Brenda. Poor Brenda. You I'm feel free- so bad for uh, yeah, her. Yeah, I feel for Brenda. Her, her journey in this movie is harrowing. Yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> There's nothing scarier <laughs> than a moved. than a downtown bus station, too. With those old TV, with those old TVs yeah. attached to every chair, and yeah. But it was also, yeah. She she was put through the ringer, and I I was I have a memory of those chairs with coin-operated TVs. Oof. And it was in New York City. And I don't remember if we were in JFK or LaGuardia, but we were coming home. And I had to have been around like 10 or 11. And just like asking my mom for it. I was like, give me another quarter. 
don't remember what I was watching, but there were TV, and I was just like fascinated. Like, look at, and it was exactly like that: rows of chairs and little black and white coin-operated TVs, and you got like ten minutes for a quarter or something, hmm. or fifteen minutes or something like that. Yeah, I imagine uh, a bus station in Chicago downtown in 1987 was probably pretty scary. Oh yeah. For a, like a white teenage girl from the suburbs, from the suburbs, just lost, has no money, has a crumpled up check. Ugh. I have questions about this whole check situation. <laughs> yeah, that, so she, so that, she, while she's little, down there, she's starving. Is that a that thing? little bit of she, dialogue always confuses me? Yeah, she goes up to the hot dog vendor. <laughs> did you have that? Did you have that clip? I I do. It's it's confusing, but I have it here. Uh, those are hot dogs, right? Yeah, want one? Mm, yeah, I'd love one. That'll be two bucks. Check. Yeah, but it's a good check. See, Chris's mom wrote it to Chris because Chris bought her something. I can't remember what. Then I bought Chris some press-on nails. I gave Chris the difference, and she wrote the check over to me. So I'll write the check over to you. You keep the difference, and I'll uh, take the hot dog. So you got a pen? Get out of here. Wait! I'm starving. You'd rather throw it away than give it to me. I work on a cash-only basis. But it's a perfectly good check. No! I'll make it very clear. You slip me the cash, and I'll slip you the wiener. But I don't have any cash. Then I don't, I don't have, have a wiener. wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Writing checks over to someone else? Yeah, was that a thing? I don't know. It must have been if yeah. it was in this movie. I don't know. Yeah. I kept thinking of if I was um, the Chris character, how uh-huh. I would... Like, she said that she has a checkbook. Wouldn't uh-huh. you go to like? Wouldn't like the grocery store cash checks for she you? She left her whole purse. No, but but at home, I would go to the gro. I would go to the grocery store. Could the grocery store do checks for cash? Yeah, I would almost take oh, up so forty she, bucks, so she could have the cash. So you could have the cash to just have to Brenda come give over. to the cabbie when yeah. it comes over. See, yeah, because the whole, whole reason they have to be to avoided better is because nobody has the cash to pay for the cab back. Yeah, I would have. Gone to the grocery store yeah. to cash a she check. She kept saying, it's going to be like $40. While she's coming from the city, it'll take about half an hour, 45 minutes, let's say. She's She has time to go run to the Kroger or whatever's in Chicago. Sorry, Chicago fans. Do we have any? Um, and right out, yeah. And the cashiers would do it or customer service at a grocery store can, would do that. I know I know they used to do that. See, problem solved. Yeah. But then we wouldn't have this movie, We though. wouldn't have the movie, yeah. Well, that's true. And she and did we say why she's at the bus station? She ran away from she home. She ran away from home. She finally got away yeah. from her step monster. <laughs> <laughs> but she used all her money to get to the bus station. And what was she going to do when she got there? These kids. She buy, wasn't really good at a ticket to the ahead. big city. She already in the big kids, city. <laughs> these dumb kids don't think ahead. Yeah, no. And then she she couldn't just well, this this wasn't one of those situations that would have been saved with a text message. Like a lot yeah. of movie, a lot of 80s movies. That's true. Text message just been, or a phone yeah. call. Oh god! Yeah, you need to get picked up. Yeah, she, or like I'll, I'll, you know, you could put it on my Uber account. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just yeah, Venmo. Which make, which does make me a little curious how they did the Disney Channel remake. Which let's not get into that. Yeah, deeply, exactly. But, <laughs> we watched the we watched the trailer for it, and I saw yeah. I saw a clip where. Is there's a rap battle instead of the babysitting blues? <laughs> there's a babysitting rap battle because there's two competing babies babysitters. Okay, in one movie. But ugh, did okay. you notice that they put one of the babysitters in the um in that tan jacket? Yes. Yeah. A, a, a more form fitting 
tan jacket <laughs> because, it's, because it's 2016. <laughs> wow. I always forget it was a thing. It came out in 2016. Yeah. It was just yeah. a made-for-TV movie. But I just liked that. I just think that the Jonah Hill one works as a better... That's right. I never saw The yeah. Sitter. The I sitter. never saw it either. It's great. One of the kids is gay in The Sitter. Is it pretty much just adventures in babysitting? Yes. Yeah. Just the same plot? Yes, it's okay. exactly... I'm I mean, into it's that not exactly. The same but he goes plot, into the city because he's trying to get with the hot girl. Yeah, yeah. But he has. But he's stuck with the kids. Yeah. And one of the one of the one of the little boys in the in the movie is like really sassy and standoffish and blah blah blah. And he, and he like essentially comes out to Jonah Hill and the kid's like thirteen in the movie. Oh. So yeah, progressive. Go watch the sitter. Okay. <laughs> but also watch Adventures in Babysitting. It's, it's it holds up. I think. Yes, the original <laughs> 1987. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times in movies now, I think they're just like, I think they just break their phone or their phone dies. There's always just like, ah, my phone's dead or I lost it, which gives, you know, yeah, the the impetus to just like drive the rest of the movie, which back in the day was just like, Uh, (laughs) mm -hmm. I don't have money for a cab. But poor Brenda. Poor Brenda. She has to get rescued. She gets her, she gets her barb glasses stolen. By a homeless By lady. a hobo lady. I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> she has those like those like cat eye sunglasses. She tries to she picks up what she thinks is a cat and it's a it's an albino rat. A jumbo sized sewer <laughs> rat. rat. <laughs> You're gonna kill it? <laughs> How could you kill a poor defenseless kitten? Yeah. I was kinda shocked that they cut down to her and like she's holding this big ass rat, and that was a big rat. It's like she's using two arms to hold it. Must it. Be, oh, it had a it, Wrangler. It, must, it, was, yeah. it was a clean. It must yeah. be pretty <laughs> rare to see a, a movie rat, an albino <laughs> street rat with red eyes. Too. I don't know. Is that a, I don't know. Maybe in it. I always feel I think, like you I see those. You have to like huh? breed them. You know? oh, okay. Fun fact: Anthony Rapp's Twitter handle is albino kid. He's very pale. <laughs> That's <laughs> He's why. Very pale. He's very pale. Which I also read that they dyed his hair. Red, red oh in this movie that makes sense because he's a natural like blonde yeah and um, i always thought it was a redhead because of this movie yeah yeah and is this hair kind of red and rent no it's blonde it's blonde yeah it's like a strawberry blonde though Pl- a little, no like bordering like on platinum, platinum bordering, bordering yeah because okay. his hair in star trek is very blonde yeah like almost platinum but yeah, I always just thought he was a redhead, and he would just like i just thought he bleached out his hair maybe for rent you know well, anthony tweet us and let us know yeah um what that hair dyeing process was like. <laughs> well, they said that uh, because he plays like this sidekick character that they were getting like Anthony Michael Hall vibes. Sure. I could see that. So huh. they had him go red. But Keith Coogan's got like brownish, reddish hair too. Yeah. So I thought maybe that would be a conflict to have the two friend characters have similar hair. But, you know, whatever. They went with that choice. But it looked pretty good. It didn't doesn't look like... That KJ Appa in Riverdale, that like, yeah, that, that hair, that shade that, like, of red that has never existed in nature. Stephanie Edwards, like Rose Parade, like that is not natural hair. But this, but his hair in Adventures in Babysitting looks really good. So I was, I bought it, and yeah, I was, I always just thought it was a redhead because of that. But yeah, Anthony Rapp, give us a call, give us a tweet, we'll shout you out. <laughs> okay, so going back to the babysitting setup and what the parents are going to, yeah, was this a thing that you thought that you would be doing when you're an adult? Is going to black wearing tie, mink coats, yeah. cocktail parties, <laughs> and, t- and tuxedos at your, hu- at your husband's work office. I'm assuming which it's you have that, to it has to be you work. have to get out your tuxedo from your wedding and your cummerbund. I just remember being fascinated by the architecture of that office building. Yeah, yeah. diamond shaped, yeah. cut 
Like yeah, which is a real building slanted, in Chicago. Yeah, it's an yeah. iconic part of the skyline uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. Um, also, yeah. going back to like Poltergeist three eighties fascinations with like high rises. Yeah, yeah, and giant buildings, giant office buildings, giant office buildings, unfinished floors. Capitalist yeah. America yeah. at its best. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, there's just something that I just assumed that I would be doing more as a kid. Yeah. Galas. Galas. That's true. That's true. Because uh, when whenever I stayed home and my parents went out, I pictured them yeah, going out to some... Mm-hmm. They went out to parties and stuff, yeah. but... I guess it's different living in LA. Yeah. Like, we go, I'd, I'd go out to different parties and events. But, yeah. But you leave your first. But I'm not. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing a tux. Or you're not wearing. Like I don't go to the award shows. Your yeah, sequin yeah. gown. Yeah, my sequin a, gown's a not. tux with the white scarf, like John Voight status. Oh, jeez, John Voight. <laughs> the white scarf always with your with your black tux. Yeah, <laughs> they're at this party. The parents. I mean, maybe, it could have been later in the evening when they left. Yeah, and they said they'll stay till. Well, 1 it was it was winter time, so it got dark at five o'clock. That's true. So, but it was still light when they left, wasn't it? So maybe it that was, was light four. when they left, and then when they're on the freeway, and she was telling the spooky story, it was dark. So that was probably yeah. like five thirty, six. They got <laughs> to this party at six p.m. They stayed till one a.m. Oh, that mom is trash. I like <laughs> who cares? Who cares what? The, I like that the mom towards the, mom, the end was like making conversations with people like she had just met them. I was like, you have been at this party for four hours. You have not <laughs> met this person yet. That's drunk mom. She's trying to make friends. Yeah, it's mama's yeah, night out. Yeah. She has to. She's got the. She left the kids with the sitter. She's in her like fancy gown that she could barely walk in with that fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> so many furs in this closet, in this coat room. It was full of furs. <laughs> so we haven't even. We're like 40 minutes in. We haven't even gotten to the setup of this stolen. So their car breaks down on the freeway. Yeah. Blowout. They get it towed. But then, as well, they're getting it towed, yeah. they have to go to like the, the truck, truck driver, the <laughs> truck driver's house because his wife is cheating on him. Yeah. And then when they're there, there's a big confrontation. He pulls out a gun. He pulls out a gun. Yeah. There's gun violence. So he in starts this movie. getting crazy. He throws the guy that the wife is having an affair with. Throws him through yep. the living room window of the house. Yeah. That the guy have... comes crashing out. That doesn't put him in a coma or anything. And he did all that with a hook hand. Yep. By yeah, the way, one handed, one hand and one hook. So, J- so JP Pruitt, he pulls up behind them in this big truck, and they get all freaked out. He shows that he's got a hook hand, and they're like, ah! But then when he comes around, they're like, oh, he's got a tow truck. He parked behind yeah. them, so they didn't see it. But um, I always found it interesting at the beginning. At the beginning of the conversation, he's like, "You got on the expressway without a without a spare," and he called it the expressway. Mm. And I was like, "Expressway? What is that?" Like I thought it was different than like a freeway. Is that a big East Coast thing? I think I it's guess. a Midwestern, Midwest thing. thing. Oh, I think it's a Midwest yeah. thing. Do you call it the freeway in New York? We we have the main highway. highway. We called it, it. There was a New England State Thruway, ninety five okay. ninety five that sure. goes through New York and Connecticut. And we always called it the Thruway. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Regional. Yeah. <laughs> Regional dialogue. Regional ways. We yeah. said highways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So so he kind of he takes her car. He's like. Because she says she doesn't have any money. He's like, I'll take care of it because they're kids. I think he just sees that they're teenagers yeah. and they're yeah. alone. So he's Take like, you to Pruitt's garage. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I think that this is probably like a used tire. He's going to give him like a shitty tire. I'll pay mm-hmm. for your tire, 40 bucks, whatever. Don't worry about it. But yeah. God, I wish tires were still $40. <laughs> I just dropped 170 
on one tire last weekend. Oh my god! Well, it was it was 140, and then plus yeah, putting it labor. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez Louise! Yeah. So there's the shootout. Yeah, there's a, a <laughs> the, the kids hop out of the car, out of the truck. Yeah, and they hop into a nearby parked car. Oh, that's and in the process. The car is in the process of getting, getting stolen. stolen. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got our our crook with the heart of gold. Yes. Yeah. Calvin. What's his name? Did we ever get his name? Yeah, he says his name. I think. He, I oh, Joe. Joe. Yeah, it is just Joe. Joe. Just Joe. Just Joe. Yeah. And so he has to take the car and bring it in, and he goes to, to the, like a chop shop, the headquarters where yeah. this like this ringleader, this whole ring of car thieves, oh, man. are working on cars, and it's crazy. Yeah. the The chop shop situation. There's like this. There's like this. Uh, like boardroom table with all these like just like evil businessmen. I mean, I don't really know and the creepy white guy. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know when cars get stolen if they go to a place like this. I mean, I guess so. I don't. Yeah, know. they go to chop all the time. It, and it, I mean, according to this crime ring, it's like an international crime ring because yeah. they're, like, they're listing cities. And it's like what John Leguizamo does in John Wick or Fast yeah. and the Furious. Yeah, right? Fast okay. and the Furious, all the that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but that they, they take they bring in cars, cut them up for parts. And then, like, resell them. I love that this entire movie's plot revolves around a Playboy, too. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a good... It's not just a, a throwaway gag. Yeah. It's the, it's Which, the, by it's the, the way, MacGuffin of the story. Why, by the way, Brad, no chill, throws the Playboy out the window. When they're hey, in the you car. You can't put yeah. it under the seat. Right? That just was such like, a waste. Yeah. It's a station wagon. Throw it in the back. Yeah. Put it... Put it in the little um, seat pocket the behind pocket the driver's seat, and he yeah. throws it. He throws it out when they're like speeding down the freeway, yeah. highway, whatever way. Yeah, and you could cause a car accident. Yeah, seriously. And 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 poor Anthony Rapp is like, "That was my dad." That's stupid. stupid. We shouldn't have brought it along. Stupid. stupid. <laughs> I grew up. Call my friends. I grew up reading Playboy <laughs> when I was a kid in in high school. But you read it just for the articles. I've I read, never. I, I read them all cover to cover. My dad got Playboy delivered. I've to his never house. seen one in person or sure. touched one really? in person. In person, no. Nope. It's I weird. Mean, I would say like peak play, Playboy. There was always really good articles in it. Really funny cartoons. Playboy is a good magazine. Um, yeah, and it's just celebrity to have the celebrity Q and A's are always really good because you always got really good interviews with with people and they were yeah, very candid. Yeah, well, that's them. what I've heard. The journalistic side yeah. of it was. Um, Legit. I yeah. always loved reading the fold-out questionnaires from the Playmates. Of <laughs> their like Q and A, and they always dotted their eyes with like yeah. hearts. And the and yep. the and the spreads in Playboy were it wasn't like Penthouse. It was no. like crazy, like Barbara Walters filters, mm-hmm. like soft lighting, and just like smoky. Get some like teased hair. Yeah, and they yeah. would just be in a barn or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. soft, the soft lighting, the Vaseline yeah, lenses. Yeah, Vaseline lens. Taking baths. They would wear the Fonda, the Fonda 5000 <laughs> yep. camera. But yeah, I, <laughs> so, I I grew up reading a lot of Playboy. And the thing is, when you opened it from the plastic, you had to spot the hidden Playboy bunny. It's Ooh. on the cover. Every cover has, Every a, cover has, has a, a hidden Playboy, Playboy bunny. Every cover has a bunny, yeah. Yep. Well, but yeah, we this, just grew up surrounded by just <laughs> just Playboys on the counter. It was the not Playboy a big deal. comes into play because yeah, there's apparently like certain codes or lists yeah, there's written in the copy that these car thieves have. Why are they yeah. writing it on the centerfold? Because it's long. Sake. It's like he needed paper. <laughs> they ran out of legal size. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have any notepads. But that creepy white guy when they like see that the kid that the car I thief. I was curious Joe, of what that actor had done. 
Well, he he had this creepy vibe. A working yeah. character. And actor. there was a great transition moment though. He's after he sees that they have uh, the Joe brought in these kids. He's yeah. like, "Take the Brady bunch upstairs." <laughs> Cut to Brenda in the in the bus, bus stop watching the Brady bunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did think that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Take the Brady bunch upstairs. His acting, his delivery is insane. Like yeah. the main like chop shop guy. John Davis Chandler, he was Get in the car. He was in yeah. uh <laughs> The Outlaw, Josie Wales, and apparently he was in Deep Space Nine, Pete. Oh, interesting. Well oh. I'll I'll watch all nine seasons. You're going through a big twenty twenty three episodes a season. <laughs> See if I can point him out. But there's a funny bit of uh of like looped ADR dialogue when the kids are running down the alley and and the bad Escaping guys the chop shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the bad guys are getting into a car to chase them. And it's like a wide shot, yes. and they kind of—it's ex- a little explainer line. He's like, yes. "We gotta get that Playboy that can put us away for ten years." Because when they're in, when they're put up in the office, what's yeah. it, uh, Brad or no Daryl sees Darryl, a, yeah. the same copy of a Playboy, and it's the one that he just lost. Pockets it, yeah. He's got to replace yeah. it for his dad. So which, yeah. which which never happens because they ultimately give the Playboy back to the bad guys at the end of the movie. So Daryl's gonna get a whooping. <laughs> He's gonna have to have somebody that's over the age of eighteen to go buy him another copy. Yeah, maybe that, George George Newborn will do it. He seemed cool. Yeah, he gave yeah. him forty five bucks out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, he can he can spot him money for a Playboy. He scrounged up forty five dollars to give to this random girl at a party because she was just like, I need forty five dollars. He thought she was cute though. But that's a good way of like I getting like in that. with someone. Yeah. <laughs> so they run away from the bad guys and then they end up getting on the subway. No, first they go into the into the blues club because they're in oh, the alley right. with the gate is it's okay, a locked oh God, gate. We gotta talk about this blues yeah. club. The whitest scene of the, the movie. The babysitting blues. But just like these like whiteies singing the blues. I mean, in Elizabeth Shue or. I should say Chris fully at the beginning of the scene is just like, I can't sing. And she's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> but she does an admirable job. Yeah, they no, worked it does. into the yeah. scene too. Yeah. They work it into the scene. I feel like yeah. I feel like they this was in the script and Elizabeth she was like, You guys, I I cannot sing. Like, it's not gonna work. And they're like, We'll just do it. Like you know, the band will and it works. It works for the scene. Because it's very like a talk singing, like yeah. kind of a Hi, I'm kind Chris of a thing. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that like I, I used to know all the lyrics. And it's that like <laughs> cliche dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 it's dun, a dun. super bluesy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these guys started to chase us, and we all got hijacked. We're cruising down the highway in this big old Cadillac, <laughs> Cadillac. and it's so hard. <laughs> Was it's it even a Cadillac? So hard. <laughs> well, the car they got into. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that the was stolen car. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, that was fun. And then they're still being chased by the bad guys. And I'm sorry, they don't go down subway because it's Chicago. God forbid I say subway. It's the L train. And they yeah, meet, yeah, the, don't and ever they say meet that. the 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 Lords discount, of Hell. And they meet the discount warriors <laughs> <laughs> in their in their in their street and subway it, fight. Yeah. They were like crossing over each other's turf mm-hmm. on the train, and the kids are in the middle, avenue by avenue. They're fully talking about they're going to murder the other ones too, like murder them. Yeah, they're like we're going to kill you. We're <laughs> they're going to kill each other with the tiniest switchblades I've ever seen. Like maybe you can like clean your fingernails with those knives. Oh, but I don't know a gang a gang brawl a rumble that big with switchblades. Really, yeah. no one had a gun. <laughs> 
also drops the F-bomb. Yeah, no one had a gun in Chicago in the 80s. Right? <laughs> drops the F-bomb, numerous F-bombs well, Chris in a Parker, children's movie. Chris stands up. Was this PG-13? Because they do say the F-bomb twice. Yeah, they say Only two twice. F-words. Because I think that's the maximum you could say. Yeah, and it can't be referring to sex. sex. Okay. It's just like, So she Chris oh, gets yeah. up, and it's like, I, I think I rewound this on the VHS tape so many times because like, I cracked uh, up. You mean, wait, 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 you mean this? <laughs> Don't fuck with the Lord of hell. hell. Don't fuck with the babysitter. Oh. <laughs> I just like this a little bit. Baby, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baby. And she—that's when she grabs the switchblade out of poor Brad's foot. Out of the yeah, out of the shoe. Yeah. So they think he has a stab wound. Yeah, I was like, I mean, it, they get off the, the it could train. Have gone between his toes. I was thinking that too. <laughs> but it was only one stitch. Yeah, and as it ultimately turns out, at the hospital, one stitch. It was a thick shoe. One stitch. Yeah. <laughs> they take him to the ER. Another shoe. Probably a, a, Take him a to Chicago the a Chicago ER would also probably be kind of scary, full of stab wounds, and not George Clooney. Was it Chicago mm-hmm. Hope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because ER was also shit in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. There were two '90s hospital TV shows yes. set at Chicago hospitals. It was that was like the that was the decade of so many. Double competing things. Like yeah, you had the two meteorite, meteorite asteroid <laughs> movies, Armageddon <laughs> and Deep Impact. You yeah, had the two. You had ants and bugs life. Volcano and, you had and Chi- Dante's Peak. Volcano and Dante's Peak, and then Chicago Hope and ER, <laughs> which is crazy because <laughs> those TV. both lasted for. I mean, ER lasted longer. Did oh, Chicago yeah. just but, have ER a, lasted fifteen? Did Chicago just it have did a, not? Nineteen ninety four oh, to two thousand nine. Did Chicago just have a reputation of having just a really rough hospital to both go to and to work at? I mean, I don't think that was the intention with ER. I think it was just like action. Yeah. Not like this because is a tough city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, didn't they like defuse bombs on Grey's Anatomy in their hospital? That's Seattle. So Seattle got a lot of action. <laughs> like yeah. helicopters crashing into them. Mm-hmm. And like, but it was the same thing on ER, though. There was always craziness. But, the, but ER was always grounded in reality because it was like Michael Crichton. And didn't Steven Spielberg have a producer credit on ER? Oh, Michael maybe. Crichton definitely had his arm in there. Yeah. I want to say that he also wrote the pilot to he it, did. too. It was yeah. going to be a movie, I think. Mm. And then they, like, made George Clooney a star. Mm. And Noah Wiley. Whatever happened to Noah Wiley? He did The Librarians on the TNT. The Librarians. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. That's what put him into retirement. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> With Rebecca Romaine. Oh, no, he did the movies. but he And he he lasted on ER. He was the only cast member to, like, I think, The last, entire run. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. But anyway, so they're in the hospital. They fix Brad's foot. There's a little bit of a mix-up because yep. someone else with a stab wound actually does die. And the doctor, yeah. and they say like, oh, where's our friend? He had the stab wound. And I like that they keep referring to it as a stab wound. Yeah. <laughs> it goes, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this Indian doctor, he gets confused. It's late at night. Well, I guess... Yeah, it's probably pretty late at this point because they get to the the gala at like twelve. I remember she says, "Oh, I think it's when they're at the frat party uh-huh. that it's eleven o'clock." Okay, and we okay. could make it there and by home by one. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's roughly ten thirty, if we're keeping track of oh, the geez. of the time. Yeah, they stop at the frat party. Yeah, afterwards, and 
where she meets cute George Newbern. How do they? How do they get to the frat party? I don't even remember. Well, they they're walking out of the hospital and they're by the university. I think the hospital was a part of the university. Right, right, right. And they stop. And Sarah has to go to the bathroom. Yes. And Daryl's like, it looks like a party. It smells. It yeah. sounds like it looks like a party. It sounds like a party. It is. Daryl almost gets picked up by a hooker on the way there. Oh yeah. Oh my god. By a bonfire. Yeah, this is a crazy scene. When Daryl's talking to the hooker, <laughs> and it turns out that she's seventeen, you're like, oh, like that's sad. Like this girl's just a teenage runaway on the street, and it's just like. Too bad. Fuck this chick. We're out of here. <laughs> we yeah. gotta save another seventeen-year-old yeah. chick who yeah. ran away from who home. Possibly. This is this. We're looking at Brenda's future. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. That this poor is girl. Very, that girl from Facts of Life. Oh, when Tootie made a that, friend that when they went meets. to when they went to the Broadway show. There's a prostitute on Facts of Life. Yeah. It's Have an you early. Ever seen that one? It's. No. They're still in. They're still. Pete. Pete teenagers. did it on VSTV. Ooh. Yeah. They're they're still in high school at that point and they go to see a Broadway show and uh Tootie doesn't get invited cuz she's too young I think. But yeah. she just goes. And she takes the train by herself and she ends up at this diner and meets this girl who's trying to recruit her to be a prostitute. Ooh. Much like much like this girl. Chris, look for Daryl. Would really like to get to know you. If you have any time. I have tons of time. <laughs> Carol. What are you doing? I, I'm trying to get a date here. Crap in my style. She's too old for you. And you're not. Well, I'm his babysitter. How old are you? I'm 17, so am I. You're 17? You're 17? <laughs> what are you doing on the streets? I ran away from home. Brenda, come on. Bye. I'm trying to get a date. Yeah, he's trying to get a date. <laughs> he's trying to lose. Oh he's trying to lose his virginity Jeez and compensate Louise. further. And not like half an hour later. I mean, in in the movie time, he's at a frat party, like getting, getting jumped. A, another older woman. Yeah, yeah. that's cra- that scene is crazy too. Where she's just like, "Do you want to go to bed?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Okay." She was yeah, she was clearly she was drunk because he again he looks like a child in this movie. I think that woman went on to other things. I think it's Lolita Davidovich. Oh my god, it looked like an 80s Lolita. She's credited in the movie, but she's credited as blonde. But that character is not blonde. That character has dark hair. I think it's just... Or maybe she... I think they credited her incorrectly on IMDb. Because doesn't it look like Lolita Davidovich? It is Lolita Davidovich. It it, it has to be her. And how many times can I say Lolita Davidovich? (laughs) It's so fun to say. (laughs) Was... Was she the one that he meets at the party? Or the, she's the frat girl. The or frat the, girl. The frat sure. Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then... Oh, so... Oh, my God. Then we got to talk about... They finally get to the car. We finally get back they to... They have to get to Dawson's garage. Yeah, they got to get to Dawson's garage to meet Mr. Dawson. And cue Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> Vincent looking... Vincent Philip D'Onofrio. As he's Vincent credited probably in this movie. Chiseled blonde probably Vincent the best Philip D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio has ever looked in his whole entire life. Well, since then, at least. Arms greased up, <laughs> wearing this, like, Thor Party City wig. That wig. He's introduced... Was it a wig? I guess with the hat. That okay. wig, yeah. yeah He's it was introduced, a wig. like, coming down on, like, hydraulics with yeah. this hammer in his... Like, He's holding got a, a hammer. Like, it was like the opening to a Whitesnake video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
slowly coming down on the hydraulic. He's got the looks he's like he's, the, the he's on the way to the Eagle in Silver Lake. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then of course little Sarah is like in awe. But I like how much of an asshole he is to these kids. It's the middle of the night. Yeah. They're clearly children. They don't have enough cash. They're paying in a wad of cash and he's like, You owe me five bucks. You can't have your car unless you give me this fucking five dollars. It's like such a dick. Children. But then Sarah melts his heart. Uh, with the with the helmet. Here, you can take mine. But then he's got like that line like I've got one at home. When at first he's like, What are you talking about? Does he sort of style his look off of Thor then? Or is that what it's hinting at? Must be. Because at first he's like, what is she talking about? What is this? Because she fully is like, oh, mighty Thor, like all that. And he's just like playing dumb. But then afterwards when she's like secret identity and she goes to give him the helmet, yep. that's when he's like, keep it, I've got one. And don't worry about my my brother. He called you a homo. <laughs> you spread rumors about me, kid? <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah, that's a, that seems a lot. <laughs> yeah so they he get the station where I get greased back. up arms he I does he's gonna greased up everything he is it's looking good <laughs> so I they're, they're, I just sorry if I'm jumping ahead but they oh, they finally get the car and they're driving through the city but they stop cause I have my, one of my favorite character names is coming up so they stop when they see Chris's boyfriend's oh, car yeah. with the so cool license plates yep, yep. at the fancy restaurant where they were supposed to go out yeah and oh no, they they noticed it was the yeah they noticed the license plates and Daryl's like, oh is he the one who has the license plate that says so cool? He kicked my ass last last yeah. year. Um, you want to see the footprint? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, they go into the French restaurant. Yeah, and Chris catches him having the dinner she should have been having with him. Yeah, with Sesame Plexer. She's such a sleaze. Sesame Plexer. Sesame Plexer. <laughs> Sesame. See, and she says Sesame Plexer. And when I heard it last night, I was like, I misheard that. She must have said Cecily. I think it's. But it is Sesame Sesame Plexer. IMDb, it says Sesame. (laughs) I mean, I love that name. Can I just adopt that for. For like a drag name. Could be your new drag name, Sesame Plexer. And Plexer. she kind of looked like a drag queen. She looked 30 years old. She looked, yeah, and 30. She had like these clips in her hair, and it was very big and curly and like, yeah. And then Brad comes to her, Chris's defense and punches him out. Yeah. But I like that Sesame Plexer was not just like, she didn't get mad at Brad. She oh, wasn't no. just like, what? You have a girlfriend or what? You like made a date with somebody else? She was, She was just like, great. Now this bitch is here. She was yeah. more ruining just my night. Yeah, she was inconvenient. Yep. So Sesame Plexer is a sleaze. Yeah, because I feel like she knew like what was going on. She, did, she don't care. Like anybody Sesame don't care. Like, if that happened to you, if you were on a date with somebody and somebody barges in and they were like, WTF. gave you this sob story about breaking the date and blah blah blah, you'd be like, you wouldn't be like, what the fuck? You did that to this person? Exactly. You know? <laughs> I don't know. At first, it'd be like, who are you? Leave, but. Well, meanwhile, Sarah is using her gloves to pick up chocolate eclairs yeah. at the dessert tray. Yes. Sticky chocolate Ugh. eclairs mm-hmm. on these green gloves. And she gets wooed by a toy store nearby. Which looked like a garbage toy store. For yeah. <laughs> it looked like a right? bunch of souvenirs. It wasn't like Toys yeah, R Us. No, this was no F.A.O. Schwartz. Let me go look at this rocking horse in the, and like a big, in the window. And like a teddy bear. <laughs> and then the bad guys roll up. Yeah, and just straight up steal her. Yeah, and she runs off. She sees her parents' office building. Yeah, that's it. 
That's the thing. I feel like if you're in a downtown situation and you see a building off to the distance, you're going to run towards it. I love that that <laughs> building that that building fully looks miles away. Yeah. And they're there in one scene. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that the there would be wide shots of the downtown skyline and you can really notice it when you watch in like in high definition oh, yeah. that it looks like the skyline is kind of like matted into the shot. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why did they do that? Maybe because they probably didn't shoot a lot of it in Chicago. Or like when they, they probably, probably did did shoot it, it was probably a little too dark to read on film, so they had to, to brighten it up with a mat. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. It wasn't all in camera. But yeah, we, we eventually make it to the to the party that the parents are attending. And um for some reason Sarah throws herself out of a <laughs> Yeah, window <laughs> like a fifty story. Can't you window. just like run down the stairs or something? <laughs> like being chased by the bad guys, yeah. but no, she she fully crawls out this sky rise window. Yeah, and Daryl, Chris, and Br- Brad have to like infiltrate the parents' party to, while they're looking for Sarah in the office building. Yeah, which did they need to like? I don't know. They probably didn't need to run in into the room. No, when they see Sarah like outside the window. God. No one sees a little girl hanging outside the window. This is, I mean, this is a pretty like suspension of disbelief yeah, type of movie. This kid but is dead. This scene gets <laughs> a she little. Fa- this scene gets a little out of control. Yeah, if she if she actually went out that window, she would she'd be dead. There's no. <laughs> and then they just leave the guy once they rescue her. I mean, I get that he's a bad guy, but damn. But that yeah, but they're just like leaving that guy out on the building ledge. <laughs> speaking of well, speaking of the bad guy yeah. who gets left out on the building ledge. If you stay, there's a post-credit sequence. Oh, no, still there. You do not see it. No, there's a post-credit scene uh, where the bad guy is still outside the window, oh and God. he looks up to camera and goes, "Help me!" Oh my lord, is it still nighttime or is it it's like the next nighttime. day? <laughs> it's still nighttime. He is being found on the sidewalk the next yeah. morning. Yeah, I know. Oh my god. I mean, I guess crime doesn't pay. I guess. <laughs> Seriously. So they well, they rescue Sarah. They pull her up with a rope, with and a that's rope. when she like falls into her brother's arms. Yeah. And you hear, oh, oh Brad, Brad. <laughs> which is too creepy. Yeah. But yeah, so oh god, so they what well, they run back home. It's well, like a race. Well, we first we meet uh, the car thief Joe. Yeah, and uh, he kind of saves them. He saves them from the the ultimate head bad guy. I like to think that Joe ends up enrolling in like community college. Community college. He goes or to something. computer. School. He gets off the streets because of all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because of this one night experience, he goes, he goes yeah. to community. He goes he, to computer school. He goes to computer school, <laughs> or or he takes Chris's <laughs> advice, saying you should try babysitting. There you go. <laughs> Sequel. Yeah, so they they ultimately make it back to the house in just like with, barely with, enough time with Penelope and Miller in yeah. hand. They it's go and very throw Ferris her into the car. Bueller. It's very Ferris Bueller racing against time. I was just time. thinking Ferris Bueller did it better. Yeah, <laughs> before right before you said it. <laughs> but they, I mean, Ferris Bueller had like their their like little. That song, but that song was a little bit more eighties, a little bit more punchy. This again is just using this like bluesy, like twenty uh, five, yeah, Motor City kind of song. Yeah. There is a, <laughs> there is sort of a, a montage to Wild Child, which you saw a lot in the eighties. I think the trailers cut to it too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Iggy Pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. The trailer's weird, but um, yeah. So. 
Daryl has not talked to his family at all. He just gets in the car. Maybe Daryl <laughs> called them before they went and said, I'm staying the night at Brad's. No, because he was going to Brad's to like get him and but like, walk back to his place. Maybe he just ran in the house really quick and made a, a phone call. Them. I don't know. Yeah, Probably not. <laughs> Daryl's parents are just I don't like think Daryl's parents really care about him. Daryl's like Urkel, like his parents don't like him. Yeah. That would explain. That would explain a lot. He's just a, a latchkey kid. That They're just, not invested in, in their yeah. child's future. So they make it back, and uh, Sarah lost her skate. She lost it at the frat party Aww. because she's been carrying roller skates in her backpack the entire it's a night. Pretty heavy backpack. The backpack that she has not taken off. Yep. The whole night, because she is just in this costume. That's probably uncomfortable for that poor kid. But the backpack saved her when she was out on that ledge. That's true. I forgot about that. It was yeah. a gizmo backpack. Oh. You never see little, it. You see it like once. Oh. A, gizmo, yeah. a little nod to Chris Columbus because yeah. Chris Columbus wrote, he wrote Gremlins. Gremlins. Good catch. Yeah. You see it like one time. Yeah. I uh, always think so. Chris Columbus wrote this movie. He did not. Cause, no. Yeah, cause Chris Columbus no, would, would I, write a lot of this stuff. My okay, so working living in LA for seventeen years, when I was t- when I was young, my fourth year in LA, I worked on a show, mm-hmm. and one of the writers on the show was David Simpkins, who <gasps> I looked up. He wrote Adventures of Babysitting. I freaked the <laughs> f out. <laughs> I tried to keep cool. I went into his office, oh um, and I said, "You wrote Adventures in Babysitting." <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I did. And he has a cameo in the movie. Oh. He's one of the frat boys who, um, so the blonde curly haired frat boy who recognizes yeah. Chris as the playboy model. Yeah. He's the nerdy frat boy with the glasses the who convinces him, no, nah, ah, it's not it's not her. Okay. Why you should sure. be here with a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the writer, David Simpkins. Oh, okay. And I worked All with right. him on a show and I freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm one degree of separation away from <laughs> this movie. My life Wow, is that's a full circle moment right there for you at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So he works wow. pretty consistently in T V. Yeah. It was the Book of Daniel on NBC. Oh, okay, I remember that show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, he. This was like an Agatha Christie novel because he tied it all back together with that with that roller skate. Yeah, because that's how we get George Newbern coming back to, to the find house. Chris at the end because he needs a babysitter. Babysit that dick. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he tells her I need a babysitter. Come on, that's a line. That's a great line, right? <laughs> but she gets her happy ending. Cue and, the music again. Well, and Brad looking out the window, just like, all right. He's fine. finally let her go. He yeah. puts down the shades and he and he draws them. Yeah. I just think it's shitty that the whole time Chris keeps calling him a kid when she's like two years older than him. Yeah. Yeah. She says she's seventeen. She's not even eighteen. Granted, he does say he's a freshman and she's a senior. And he doesn't. So that's probably three years. He doesn't look like a freshman. But I mean, for the sake of the movie, let's say he's fourteen, maybe fifteen, and she's seventeen, going on thirty. Yeah. (laughs) And she keeps saying, "You're a child." Like when he finally does say at one point, right before, uh, right before Daryl's hooking up with a hooker, he says, "Like she's like he's like you should find a different kind of a guy or whatever." And she's like, "A guy like who?" And he says, "A guy like me." And she laughs. Oh, and she says he's not all that younger than and you. And she says you're a child. That's very much though when you're 17. Sure. A 14-year-old is like a like a baby. 
You know what I mean? Like when well, especially you're, for like girls and guys yeah. too. Yeah. When you're when you're that age, when you're eight, under I feel like when you're under 25, like a 2-year difference is just like, mm-hmm. well, just get yeah. out of my face because Well, when she's we 40 and he's 37, exactly. they could still meet up. Exactly. <laughs> I also think that it kind of hints that Daryl and Brenda are going to potentially date because too. he tries to look at her boob while she's passed out. Oh, Ooh, that's that, right. Oh, he does. That was rapey. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. Can't There's a weird rape line. Oh, There's no. a weird rape line from Daryl before, too. Yeah. I, I thought it was a little tasteless. When she says she's going to kill him, yeah. and she's like, dead. What did she say? Dead. Meat. No. Oh, dead. Buried. Dead. Rape. Oh, and he goes, he says, rape. Yeah, he's like, dead. Buried. And he goes, rape. And, she, and then she says, I'm too old for this. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Only a movie that would have been written in 1987. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Daryl could possibly. I could see Daryl and Brenda in the long run because I think he's they're both. Take her out. They're both kind of kooky characters. Or she could be his flame dame, fruit fly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Daryl's still getting things figured. He'll come out, out to Brenda in college. Yeah. And, there you go, and they'll be best friends for life, and yeah. be the prototype Will and Grace. Oh my goodness, Penelope Ann Miller. The age. In, of she her was in, in this something movie. recently. I can't remember what it was. I got to break out the calculator. She was on Riverdale. She was twenty three. Yeah, oh. at the time of this movie. Okay, acceptable teenage age yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if she really did spike her stepmother's tab <laughs> with Drano. That's why she ran right? away from home. Yeah, <laughs> she killed not. her mother. <laughs> <gasps> There's the hidden plot That's why line. she had to leave. That's why she's or, so freaked or, out. Or she learns it when she goes back home after Chris, Chris drops her off. Uh-huh. The cops are there. Well, she too, she didn't want to go home at the end of the night. Because she, she knows the like, mom's dead. Yeah, she's like, Brenda, go home. And she's like, I don't want to go home. She's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't tell dad I killed the stepmom. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, this my God. Movie. Brenda is a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> we just realized this. <laughs> we cracked the code. Spiked with so, Drano. Did you ever? Did you record this movie on a VHS tape, like off of the TV, or did you ever oh. own it? Oh yeah, I had the VHS. Okay. So I I bought the VHS, wore that out really yeah. well, and okay. then um, when I finally got a DVD player, I th- well no, I had a DVD player, and then it took a couple of years until I actually found it on DVD. Yeah, but then yeah, I got the DVD. Oh, yeah. you know what? I don't. I should have had the writer sign it. I, I, don't, oh, I don't even know wow. if I had the DVD that, that early point, yeah. at that point. But um, yeah, I feel like in the early days of DVD, older movies would be harder to find. Like coin toss if they had them or not. Yeah. yeah. And then that, I mean, now they have like re-releases of everything. But yeah, I, I had it. We recorded it off of cable. Mm-hmm. So I would watch it a lot. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, this movie was on TBS a lot. Yes, yeah, so it was. like it Sunday was afternoon. Yeah. It would be on basic cable a lot. Mm-hmm. And that would be where they would get the... Uh, all the curse words dubbed over. Yeah, and they would call instead of Thor's a homo, Thor Thor's a weirdo. <laughs> Thor's a weirdo. <laughs> and they t- they they took out I saw the edited version too. They took out the gunshots. Okay. During the 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 tow truck scene. That's all right. But that's why her car needs to get repaired cuz exactly. the windshield gets shot. <laughs> um, you said they lifted the Playboy. They took the Playboy, they took the Playboy out in the back when they're in the back seat of the car before the tire blows out. That Which would be a weird. confusing movie are, to watch. You're like you, cutting out essential, yeah. essential story Plot beats element. of this exactly. movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we must have taped it off a of regular cable because I had the I had the regular version. I didn't have like I didn't have commercials or 
Yeah, and and since I had only known the movie from renting it from Blockbuster, yeah. I I was like, I can't watch an edited version. No. I have to get, yeah. I have to yeah. buy the VHS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, did you get it previously actually, used from Blockbuster? <laughs> actually, I don't think I did buy it. I think I think someone gave me a used copy, or I got it as a gift. I don't know, but yeah. um, my uncle had a huge collection of VHS tapes that he would like give to me. Yeah. Or like passed down to me, and that's how I watched. Watched um, were introduced to some eighties sure. movies. Yeah, so this is one of those movies where, much like "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead," where the main character is a teenage girl. She's got her shit together. She's in control. She's like figuring stuff out, and just like us, as like little gay boys. I don't know. What are we just like? We're kind of like accessing Chris's character. Well, because she's it's, she's a female protagonist yes. who takes charge. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's pretty a pretty good female character. Yeah, and she stands up for herself. Yeah, and yeah, that was she stands up to the guy. Yep, she stands up to the guy. She's not going to be treated like trash. Yeah, um, yeah. Characters like Brenda, I I, I was always drawn to. Yeah, like I said, the Martha, Martha Plimpton, yeah. in, the Barb's of the world, yeah, the Barb's, the you know. Uh, Stephanie and, and the Goonies. I, just I always remember girl. one of my favorite parts of this movie was seeing the video box of it, and it's that really great Drew Struzan yeah. art, which mm. they never do anymore. Is is like poster art like that? Yeah, and it's and it's painted. Yeah, too. It's so good. Yeah, and, and painted. And I have um, I used to have a screen as a screensaver. The alternate title for the uh, well, for the, Euro- the Europe version, uh-huh. it was called "A Night on the Town." That sounds <laughs> and it like had, a. It had the same key art and logo, but instead of "Adventures in Babysitting," it said oh, "A Night wow. on the Town," and wow. I have it somewhere oh, on my crazy. laptop. Yeah. That sounds like an. I'll show it to you movie. later. It sounds like a like a black and white like a musical, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a like a well, maybe Frank because Sinatra. <laughs> maybe because babysitting didn't translate well. Sure, yeah, and, maybe they don't call it that. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, did we miss anything? I don't know. I think we kind of probably I think we got all of it. I think we covered the whole uh the gamut. The whole gamut, yeah. Aww. Does anybody have any final thoughts about this about And then George music? Newburn kissed her. Yeah. He does. He kisses <laughs> her at the end. I mean I have to say I I did kind of like Brad, the Keith Coogan character. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of, as a little kid, as a, like as a young boy, I was just like, okay. Like, why is she not like him more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like a teenager and just like being younger than that. Just being like, okay, this is what being a teenager is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Having like a, you know, his cool guy friend. I thought they were cool, even though they were not. But So what made us gay about this movie? All of, yeah, all of what we just said. All of Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. I feel you could... Vincent D'Onofrio could walk into the Eagle or the Fault line and fit right in. <laughs> yeah. That tank top. Yep. Those tight <laughs> jeans and those and those guns that he has. Yeah. Well, it's it's a classic. Um, thank you for coming on, Nico. This was on. awesome. Thank you for having me. Now, where me. can we find you on the social medias? Uh, at the first echo, all spelled out. Awesome. Twitter, Instagram, website. At the first echo, very smart. Hiko and Across I met all social media. Hiko and I met off of writing from the various blogs and websites. Cool. We just became friends. Yeah, 
I sometimes still write for screen picks, but not a lot, though. So do I. We do film reviews or... Whenever yeah. I just want to see a movie for free, I'll hit up <laughs> screen picks. <laughs> it's a gig in LA. Yeah. There's, there's your plug, screen picks. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Screenpicks.com. Sponsor of this program. Well, you can follow us on social media as well. Movies That Made Us Gay are on Facebook and Instagram at Movies That Made Us Gay. We're on Twitter at MTMUGPod. And you can also send us an email at gay at gmail.com. Uh, but we're really active on the Instas. Thanks for listening to our show, everybody. And remember to give us five stars, please. Yes. If you haven't already, please Subscribe do. on iTunes and uh, Spotify and all that good stuff. But definitely give us five stars on iTunes. We'll see you next week, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.